From the office of the Daily Pretty, this is Be The Girl Podcast, created for women by women. We're talking topics across business, career, and balance. Each episode will give you advice, real-life examples and experiences, practical tools and knowledge that you can implement in your own life every day to feel empowered and motivated to step out of your comfort zone and realize your true worth and capabilities. We bring you conversations with entrepreneurial and career-driven women who know their stuff, they live it and love it, and they want to share it with you. Welcome to the Be The Girl Squad. We've got just what you need. Hello and welcome back to Be The Girl podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Tina Tower to the show. Tina has captured attention with her raw and real approach to building business. Tina is not afraid to share her failures as well as her successes and is an example of what happens when you define what you want in life and go after it with all you've got. Tina found personal development, which led her to go on to start investing in property at 18 starting her business at 20, getting married, having two children, graduating from the University of Sydney and building and selling multiple businesses, including a national franchise system, all before her 34th birthday. Tina knows how to leverage her skills and how to stick it out when faced with the stumbling blocks that we all run into on the road to success. Tina has been celebrated in the Australian business community, winning the Australian Telstra Young Businesswoman of the Year in 2014 and being the 2017 Entrepreneur in Residence for Australia's largest business women's group, Business Chicks, as well as being featured on Sky Business, The Huffington Post and The Financial Review. I spoke with Tina just before the launch of her new book, One Life, as she was embarking on a seven-city tour of the country. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Hi, Tina, and welcome to Be The Girl podcast. How are you this morning? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Very exciting to be here. It's so exciting. Um, we've got so much to talk about today. There's a lot happening in your world at the moment. So yes. thank you for <laughs> thank you for making time to come on today. I'm really looking forward to a, a deep dive uh, into your entrepreneurial journey that started, I believe, when you were just 18 um, to today yeah. when you're about to launch your book, How to Have the Life of Your Dreams. Yeah. I'd really love to start with your personal development journey. So you found this Mm. as a teenager, so quite young. Yeah, I was lucky. So how did you as a teenager get into personal development and then what does it mean to you now? Yeah, um, I mean, it's always been a part of my journey. I fell into it. um, My parents were actually part of Amway when I was a teenager. Uh, So as part of that comes a lot of the personal development. So the tapes were playing in the car quite often. Um, And so we had all of that sort of stuff going on. Um, And then I found my first uh, personal development book when I was about 15, 16. Um, and I read that and just kind of fell in love with this whole notion of you could create the life of your dreams. And I know when a lot of people kind of discover personal development later in life, they think it's a bit of a bit of a fallacy or wishful thinking, or you know, life just can't be that good. Um, but for me in my in my teenage brain, I was like, you know, I was sold hook, line, and sinker. I was like, well, I can create anything sign me up for that. Like that's, yeah, I'm all in. Um, And so I just kind of, you know, I spent a few years going really deep into it. I read every personal development book I could find. I went to Robert Kiyosaki seminars, Anthony Robbins, and, you know, all of the traditional stuff and just, just really, really loved the idea that, you know, the life that we create is our choice. And, and I wanted to choose a really good one. And I think it's safe to say that's built a really strong foundation for where you are today. 
Completely. Completely. Yeah. And it still hasn't stopped. I mean, I'm 35 now um, and, you know, I go to still seminars, conferences, a couple of times every year. Um, I'm, I do online courses now, which wasn't part of the, of the offering years and years ago, but now there's amazing, you know, you can get access to such amazing education online. Um, and the books that come out, like it's all, it's all fabulous. So yeah, so I still keep that in my head because I do think it's really important to, you know, throughout society where we're filled with so much negativity all the time, negative messaging, and it's, it's really good to fill, us, fill ourselves up with the good stuff as well. Definitely. So if you are someone who's maybe a little bit new to personal development or perhaps they've stalled mm. a little bit in, you know, in their personal development, it can be yeah. quite overwhelming because there is so much material out there. Yeah. What, what would be your advice to someone who's perhaps done some previously but now they're a little bit stuck and they want to kick things off and, and yeah. um, get some in before the end of 2019 where should yeah. they start yeah um I mean I start start on Instagram is the easiest place um so you can follow along on a lot of things and that'll give you kind of the indication of what flavor you like I mean there's there's different people that I will resonate with more than others um and there's different people that that I like for different seasons of my life so what I liked as a teenager and then what sort of stuff I liked when I was a young mum and then what sort of stuff I liked as my business grew and all of that. Like it's different things for different seasons. Um, so I would say, you know, find find the thing that's right for you where you're at with your life now and then be open to experimentation. So try and quiet the part in your mind that's like, you know what, this isn't for me. This works for other people, but not for me. And just give it a try and see what happens. Um, before the end of the year, I would recommend this fabulous new book, One Life, that's coming out by this <laughs> wonderful woman, Tina Tower. <laughs> I've heard a thing or two about that book. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, you can pick that up from Booktopia. Uh, so that's nice and easy. Fantastic. And I think it's really important to, to recognize what does work for you. So be open-minded and willing to try new things and experiment, but then also don't just follow someone or try something because everyone else is doing it. I think it's really important to make sure it's honing into exactly on what, what you're feeling like you need. Yes, for sure. I'd like to talk now about your business journey, which has been quite, you've done a lot over the course of your business journey. And it certainly seems to be going to a whole new level um, right now as we speak. So let's, yeah, yeah, let's talk about the earlier days and of your business journey, the businesses that you've had and um, just some experiences along the way. Yeah. I mean, now, um, you know, I did a speech the other day and they read my bio out at the start and I was kind of listening, going like, when you put it in a paragraph, it sounds like so much stuff. Um, but it hasn't felt like that along the way. So, you know, I've been in business now for 15 years and lovingly call myself a try hard. (laughs) So, you know, I've, I've always kind of tried hard. Um, so I've always had a really big go uh, with everything. And so I opened my first business when I was 20. So I was in my second year of university studying primary teaching and was struggling to kind of pay my way through uni. And you know, I was walking down the street one day and I saw a sign on a telegraph pole saying, tutoring $40 an hour. And I was like, oh my God, I'm working three jobs for $15 an hour. This looks amazing. And that's kind of from the personal development stuff that I did. I always had in the back of my mind that business ownership was an option. Um, And so I thought, okay, I can start this on the side while I go to uni. And then when I finish uni, become a teacher Um, because that's what I loved. And so I started my tutoring center. I got really carried away and I started an educational toy store and a birthday party place all in the one building. Wow. And so we had it like pumping seven days a week. It was so much fun um, running a toy store and playing the wiggles all day and all these things. Like it's, it really is a really fun atmosphere to be in. Uh, And I loved it. But when I did everything quite young, so, you know, I had business at 20, I got married when I was 21, um, which at the time, you know, so many people were saying to 
at me, don't get married so young, you'll end up getting divorced. Um, and, you know, I was looking around going, I see plenty of people in their 40s getting married and getting divorced. So, you know what, I'm going to risk it. And I've got the most beautiful, wonderful husband. Um, and so just, just as a side note, like just go with your heart with different things like that. Um, and then I had babies when I was 24. And so when my first son came along, I had the business kind of running seven days a week and it just wasn't working. So, you know, I had to really change that up. And so we closed the physical side of things. We closed the toy store um, and the party place. And I got the curriculum that I'd made uh, in the tutoring center and then started licensing that to other teachers to teach in their centers around the country. And so that was a way I could kind of you know, pivot sort of thing to, to suit that next phase of life. And that really brings to mind what you just mentioned earlier about the seasons in your life and being able to pivot and adapt and change according to your current situation and what works for you and and where you're at. It's very important across all aspects, both personally and in business and career as well. 100%. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, so yeah, we ran the licensing, um, for a couple of years and then I had a lot of teachers asking how I ran the business side of things. And so we, we started franchising in 2011 and that just blew up. We opened, um, what do we open? Like seven centers in the first nine months. And within a few years, we had over 30 locations around the country. Um, and my goal was always to get to a hundred and then to go international, but, you know, got to that size. And I kind of went, you know, the dream that I had is, is no longer the dream that I have. It, it didn't, didn't bring me joy anymore. And so I made the decision to sell it and the company was acquired in 2016. Uh, And then I was on an earnout for a bit, then we traveled the world uh, and now I have new business. So that's kind of my business evolution. That's quite an achievement getting to the goal, even though you didn't reach your um, goal that you set at the start, but just being at that point and being able to franchise, I can imagine that would be quite an undertaking being able to It is. To yeah, do it's that. a serious game to play. Yeah. 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 It's not a not a simple thing. But I mean, there's a good lesson in it in going. I know a lot of people when they set a goal and they set a dream and they, you know, you kind of hear this thing all the time, you know, hustle and grind and never give up. Um, but it's important to notice that when we set our goals and set our dreams, if you go after them, you don't know what it's going to be like until you get there. And if you end up somewhere where you're like, hang on a minute, this, this wasn't what I thought it would be. There is no shame and no harm in changing your mind. And I think too many times people are too frightened of, of giving up and going for something else. But I mean, it was, it was a wonderful decision to make. And it's all part of learning and growing along the way. I feel like with me personally, I'm the same, you know, I'll set my goals and and ambitions and things like that but then it's a con you're constantly reviewing it you're constantly you know figuring out okay where am I at now how am I feeling because at the end of the day if you lose that passion and drive then you're not going to end up in a good place anyway so yeah totally absolutely I'd love to just talk a bit more about the franchising because you have Mm. experienced that firsthand some advice for someone who's maybe at that point where they're looking into that right now, possibly franchising, what would be sort of your, a couple of top tips going into it that you wish you had have known? Um, I mean, I was really, I got advice from a lot of people and that's the first thing that I'd recommend is go and talk to as many people as possible that have done it before. So I rang, it's a small club in Australia. There's only about, I don't know what the current number is, but when I was doing it, there was about 1,100, 1,200 franchise systems in Australia. So there's not that many. And so I rang pretty much every CEO I could find and asked for meetings with them um, and asked them a whole heap of questions so that I went in eyes wide open and ready. Um mm-hmm. Because as I said before, it's really, it's a super serious industry. It's really litigious. It's very systemized. It's, you've got to be ready. <laughs> you've got to be really ready for it. Um, 
So that would really be my first advice. Second advice is make sure it's the right thing because it's really hard to undo. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can scale your business. If your business has got to a certain level and you're like, you know what, how am I going to scale this to, to level up? There's, there's lots of different options, franchising being one of them. So explore all of those options and kind of scenario plan them out on what that would look like from a financial point of view, from a time point of view, from a resources point of view, um, so that you can make sure that you're making the right decision. And then if franchising is the way to go, um, get a really good lawyer, find out some some really good information, educate yourself. There's a really great, um, there's the Franchising Council of Australia who run really good education programs for people. Um, and then just go for it uh, and find really, really, really good people to be franchisees because that's the key. Would you say that's probably one of the most important factors is just finding those those right people Completely. to partner with? Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll make or break it because once you've got them in, as I said, it's really hard to undo. That's yeah. Okay. So it's a, be careful. A commitment and a partnership, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that advice. I have had a couple of um, ladies that I've spoken to recently who are sort of, you know, that's the next step that they're wanting to take. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just thought it would be wonderful to get your yeah. best hand experience. I mean, it is. It is a beautiful way to scale a business. There's, mm. you know, where we were sitting with ours, it was kind of like we could either take it online um, and and have it as kind of a, a program for other tutors to look at uh, or go into franchising. And franchising is a beautiful way to find other people that have the same love and care for your business that you do. And so they're really invested, which is really different to when you've got multiple locations of something and you're the person at the head um, and you've got managers employed, like the, the level of attention to detail and, and investment in that is so much higher, both financially and emotionally. Um, so that's what makes franchising you know, it can be a really good option to scale. Absolutely. So I'd love to talk now about where you are right now with travel, you know, working remotely, running your businesses, because that is something that's very relevant, I feel, to entrepreneurs today, particularly women. It is. Isn't it a wonderful trend? I love it. (laughs) I love it too. I think it's so amazing. Yes. And it always yeah. brings me back to that. I think it was a quote that I read some years ago, you know, you have the ability to design design your own day or it was something like yeah. that. And I just, yeah, I just really love how that's, it's a reality now. And but, Yeah, completely. But the other completely. side to it, I think that always gets kind of not, not ignored, but it's not as what's the right word? Obvious to some people Mm. is actually what does go on behind the scenes and those long hours and that hard work that it does actually take. It's not all, (laughs) you know, fun and um, do what you want. There's definitely hard work. So yeah. How do you, how do you do it personally? And what's some advice that you could have? I mean, I love that kind of gone are the days to run a serious business. You have to be in an office. Like I think, that opens up such a massive world of freedom um, for people that, you know, we didn't have the, the technological capabilities, you know, even five years ago to be able to run as effectively from anywhere in the world as what we do now. Um, so for me, when, when I sold my company, when we exited that, we, we had this lifelong dream to go traveling. Um, and so my kids at the time, were eight and 10. Um, and we took them out of school, we sold our house, um, and we, we set off to go around the world. And so we traveled to 28 countries over nine months. Um, and while we were doing that, I, I kept business coaching. And so because I'd sold, like built my company to the level I did and then sold it, I had a lot of requests from people, uh, for coaching. So I thought that would be a good way to kind of keep my brain active while we were traveling and and not be, a total nomad, (laughs) um, which I wanted. And so we started doing that. And then I found through private coaching, I was repeating the same stuff quite often. Um, And so I thought, well, let's put that into like some recorded content so that in my private sessions, I can spend on their particular thing that they need to work on and anything that's kind of generic, they can look at on, on the library there. 
And so that kind of grew and then people were going, well, how did you make that as, a, as an online platform and the online course and the, like the learning management system that we had? Um, and so then kind of three months into the trip, I made an online course with how service-based businesses could create their own online course. Um, and that went off, which you know, I did not expect. <laughs> so that went really, really well and, and kind of built from there. So by the time we'd finished our nine months trip, um, it kind of morphed into to like an agency type of thing where, where people were doing the course on how to make an online course, but then going, okay, so I've put all my expertise into this six-week or this eight-week online course and now I need to build that on a site and market it, but I don't know how to do that. And so then we started building people's websites for them, producing their podcasts, like doing the whole suite of things to get people up and running. And so now mainly what I'm working with is, is women that are kind of thought leaders in their industries and experts in their industries and how to get that knowledge, package it, and then sell it. Um, so it's a beautiful thing to be able to do. But to answer your question on what that's like day to day, um, I don't work anywhere near anywhere near as much as what I used to. So running a franchise was a totally different kettle of fish in terms of, you know, I was at the office for, for 10 hours a day. It was a very normal day because the structure of the work was so, so demanding and I had to be on call all the time and, and different things that I had to do. Whereas now I have a whole lot more freedom and flexibility in terms of how days operate and I can go to the beach and have a swim in the middle of the day or be there when my kids get home from school and, and all of the different things. So in terms of, you know, the lifestyle that it provides, it's just, it's a beautiful way to be. I really love how that has also developed through your travel. You exited from, you made a major life change, a major, yeah. exited your business, went traveling and all of that. But then this sort of opportunity, you were able to carve out that next iteration of your business and it's yeah um, totally yeah because I mean when I sold my business I had this massive identity crisis <laughs> I'd yeah. been doing that for so long that I kind of I, like I didn't know who I was mm. anymore and I didn't know what I wanted to do next and so I had a very open mind in going because I've been doing what I've been doing for such a long time and from such a young age I kind of had that moment of you know what do I want to be when I grow up now yeah like I've got this choice but I didn't no, because I hadn't had a chance to kind of experiment with a whole lot of things, which, you know, a lot of people I love seeing now in their early 20s are kind of all over the shop, chopping on different jobs and countries. And, and I think that's such a beautiful way to really know what makes your heart sing. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I had a little bit of experimentation with different things. I bought the film rights to um, a children's book series that I wanted to make into a Hollywood feature film. Um, I started a, a motivational jewellery line, a clothing label, all of these different things to just see kind of how they would go and whether I would enjoy actually doing it and, and all of that sort of stuff, um, which was super fun. And then just kept a really open mind to going, let's just see where the world takes us. And now I've got this business that, oh my gosh, I love it so much what I do day to day that I feel so grateful to be able to, to make the impact and the contribution like I do. I mean, every woman that we help helps so many women herself that it's just this, this big, beautiful love fest. That's fantastic. And I feel like, I know personally for me, I feel like every experience that you've had, you know, saying that you've tried a bunch of different things to get to the point where you where you are now, um, every single experience really does mean something, and it helps to get you yes. to that point. You learn, or nothing's wasted. I guess um, is the point I'm trying Absolutely, to make. Absolutely, completely true. Yeah, I mean, you know, I finished my uni degree, became a qualified primary teacher. Have never taught in a school before, but. I wouldn't have been able to run my franchise without having that qualification. And now I go through my online courses and through coaching people and doing all of that. I draw on being a teacher every day. Like it's all, there was a big part of me when I was doing that because I knew kind of six months into the business that I was never going to teach. And so I had this massive internal battle of going, I'm paying a fortune for uni. Is it going to be worth getting to the end for this piece of paper that I'm never going to use? Mm. <laughs> and I use it all the time. And so you're so right. The random things 
that we do in our lives, it's incredible how many times that intersects and it all kind of pulls together to help us get to that next kind of stage that we're in. And I feel like being open-minded and taking in what the universe is throwing up, um, yeah. you know, I believe in it's it's happening for a reason. So yeah, yeah be open-minded and just put yourself out there and just see what happens and, and where it takes yeah. you. 100%. Yeah. Just sort of a really, I think, relevant question as well, Tina, women, particularly whether they're entrepreneurial or even in their career, if they're looking, they're feeling like they want to start a side hustle or feel like they want to be doing more, sharing their knowledge or experiences or expertise, actually taking your idea that you're so passionate about and mm-hmm. you've kind of got it all in your head and you're really excited and you know what you want to do, but then taking that next step to actually be able to package that and then essentially sell it to other people, mm-hmm. that to me can be a massive big barrier and it can also be quite intimidating. So yeah, what what would your advice be around that particular topic and getting started when when you yeah. are trying to to kick that off? Yeah. I mean it's a bold thing to do. Um I have to keep reminding myself all the time that <laughs> it's so second nature to me because I started so young. Mm. Um the probably the best advice I could give is also the simplest, which is just start. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so like, oh, yeah, Tina. Okay. <laughs> but, Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but so often, you know, when people are developing new ideas and they're doing things and, you know, you'll spend a month agonizing over the logo or two months mm-hmm. agonizing over the website copy and all of this time that could actually be spent when you've already gone to market um, because it's an avoidance way to protect ourselves because it's kind of like, you know, we've got this massive, massive dream of what could happen. And as soon as we go live, we're either going to get proof that it's good or proof that it's going to fail. And that is what stops us from going ahead is we don't want to kind of put it out into the world and risk the failure. Um, But the quicker you start, (laughs) the quicker you're going to do it. Um, and by not starting, you fail by default anyway. So you may as well give it a good crack. Um, so I think start is, is number one. I think the second thing is one thing at a time. And so it's really easy to get caught in the trap, especially, you know, in this Instagram era that we're in at the moment where, you know, you're seeing all of these wonderful things that people are doing on a really big level, on a really big stage. And so if you're in early days, you can kind of look at all of that and go, oh my gosh, like I'm here and they're way up here. How am I going to bridge that gap between here and there? Um, But what people don't see is all of the things in between. And as soon as you achieve one little thing, one little milestone in your business, it then gives you confidence to then go, all right, all right, I did that bit. I can now go on and try the next stage, the next little thing. And every time you get that next little thing, it builds your confidence. And so you're able to be a bit more bold. You're able to be a bit more risky. You're able to go out there. And then before you know it, you're kind of at the level that you wanted to be, but there's no point when you're starting worrying about the end game because one, you'll probably likely change direction at some point anyway. Um, But also it can be such a big leap that it can totally psych you out. So instead of focusing on that, just focus on that next, next step, just the next step, achieve that next step, then go, okay, am I happy here? Do I need to make any changes? What do I need to learn from anything that went wrong? All right, we've recalibrated, we're good. Let's go the next step. And one thing at a time. I can resonate with so many things you've just said. <laughs> it's like yeah. you've literally just described probably the first six months of my journey. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, but I can absolutely, I think, just start and, um, yeah, yeah, don't be afraid. Just put it out there and, yeah, 100% things. Yeah, because when you started, how did you get the the courage to kind of hit that trigger and go live? Uh, I just did it. I just went, you know what, it's time to stop planning and thinking and designing and just, you've just got to do it. Otherwise you'll still be sitting here in another three months time. So yeah, the same thing. um, Yeah. I mean, I talk to people all the time and they'll say, you know, I've got this business idea. Like, what do you think of it? And I'm like, oh yeah. When did you come up with that? And it's like years ago. 
Mm. And I, I just can't even, I mean, I have like a little idea and I try it straight away. I'm like, let's see how this goes. And I think a big element of that is, uh, how do I put it? So as, as humans, we kind of, you know, we want to protect ourselves because, you know, our brains are lovely to us and want to keep us safe. Uh, and so if, you kind of haven't had that entrepreneurial start, then you've had a, had a life where you, you, you have comfort, where you, you kept comfortable, you're not out of your comfort zone. Failure is kind of not a thing you've experienced a lot. Um, but the good part about failure, and, and look, I, I would love to never fail because you can't get around it. It sucks. <laughs> mm. But the good part about it is whenever you try something and it doesn't work out and it falls short of what your goal was, it kind of it gives you the lesson that, okay, if I tried something and it didn't work out and this is kind of worst case scenario, I'm still okay. Like the, I didn't die. <laughs> I yeah. didn't, you know, I'm still it, here. it's all right. I'm still okay. Still here. Mm. Yeah. You can recover from that. And so the more that you kind of experiment with that and, and try something and figure, okay, that didn't work. I'll try something else. That didn't work. I'll try something else and get used to that sort of, sort of, you know, try hardness, <laughs> mm-hmm. then the more you're willing to try new things because you're not so petrified of the outcome. Um, so, you know, I've had some, I've had lots and lots of little failures. I've had some massive, massive failures, um, some that are quite public. And, you know, you kind of get to that level. And in some ways, I probably don't have as much shame as what I should have. <laughs> but I go, you know, at the end of the day, we think people care a whole lot more than what they do. Um, you know, people aren't paying that much attention to you. They're paying attention to themselves. And so often we can be, you know, afraid of what it'll look like if we try something and it doesn't go so well. No one will even notice. So you owe it to yourself. If you've got that dream burning in you, give it a shot. It's so true that everyone's just got a magnifying glass on you and it's, and they're going to yeah. notice every little failure or every little mistake. And it's, I think it's simply not true. I think that's just a false yeah. pressure that we do put on yes. ourselves a hundred percent. And I mean, it, with the era that we're in at the moment too, it's kind of gone, gone past all the, the shiny stuff. And if, if you do fall, if you do stumble, what you'll find is people will come out and support you even more because it's kind of this thing of, you know what, you were brave enough to try something and people will admire that rather than, you know, we don't want to see the hundred percent perfect anymore. I agree. And I think too, it's looking at it as a learning experience. Um, I mean, there's there's not a silver lining in everything, but if you can yeah. draw some sort of value or learning from that experience that you feel yeah. wasn't so positive or was that you feel like was a bit of a failure. And yes. then I think too, sharing that with other people, um, that's, that's where the true value can come from those yeah. experiences. Yeah. Completely. Because I mean, it looks like a lot of people have it figured out, but nobody has it all figured out. Like even the people that you're looking at that you're like, oh my God, they're just nailing everything. I can guarantee they've got 10 other things that they've tried that have crumbled in the last few months. Mm, Absolutely. And it's finding, again, so relevant to everything we've spoken about, finding what is right for you in the season of your life and being able to pivot and hone in on exactly what it is that is for you and your passion. So, yeah, 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 completely. I think too, it's so, so important to recognize and just, it's a good reminder actually to everyone who's listening, that comparison trap that we all fall into, you know, particularly with Instagram and all of these social media platforms when you're scrolling through and you can really fall into this quite negative comparison trap that, yeah, and it's, it can be so, so damaging and yeah. Oh, I can give you an example of that. I mean, I know when, you know, Instagram started when I was in my 20s, (laughs) which is embarrassing. Um, But, you know, it was always like to, to get personal with you there. I always thought, okay, I can never really be on that and do it in that way because, you know, I'm, I'm probably slightly overweight. Um, I'm not one of the cool kids. I've never ever in my life been described as cool or trendy. I'm a nerd and a dork and you know that's just who I am and I love it, but it's not that Instagram look. And so for ages I thought, you know, I shouldn't even be on here because this is just all for like 
the gorgeous, glamorous kind of cool kids. Um, Mm. And I'm not one of them. And then it was only a few years ago that I went, I'll stuff this. You know what? There's enough people like me that are also on there that are all all doing that. And so, you know, we can stop ourselves from doing things because, you know, maybe you're not one of the cool kids as well. And that's totally fine. There's space for that. We mentioned before the change that's starting to happen. It's definitely more real now, which is good. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So just circling back to the the comparison trap and comparing your journey or where you are, whether you're starting out midway through, it's so important just to keep things in perspective and celebrate your little wins and not look at other people and go, oh, I'm never going to get there or how are they doing this every day when I'm still back here? So it's really important to keep that in mind. Yeah. And look at who you're comparing yourself to as well. I mean, I fall in the trap sometimes. Like the other day I was looking at Rachel Hollis and Marie Folio and I was like, they're so far ahead of where I am. Like, how am I ever going to get there? And then I had to take a moment and go, oh my God, girl, like, who do you think you are comparing yourself (laughs) to these people? Like, what are you even doing? And then I went, okay, I'm 35 years old. Let's take stock on most 35 year old women and how you're tracking against Mm. that kind of average mark. I think you're doing okay. Um, And so sometimes, you know, there's a saying of, of don't compare your now to someone's 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, in going, if you're just starting out, like compare yourself to how other people are going who are just starting out. Like don't compare yourself to the people who have been going for decades um, because that's going to be different. Um, or just try not to compare yourself at all. Run your own race, make your own goals, go, this is where I want to be. And the only person that you have to impress is yourself because the more that you try and seek validation and all of the external things, the harder the journey is going to be. Um, So the more you can go, this is what I stand for. This is what I value. This is what I want. And then congratulate yourself when you get there and not need that external validation. um, The more, a lot more joy will come from that journey. One of my little mantras that I still go back to all the time is I remember when I was um, putting my blog together and I was telling someone about it and they said, oh, but aren't there thousands of blogs like that out there? Yes, such a good point. I was was quite flawed and I actually just turned around to them and said, yeah, but they don't do it like I'm going to do it or that, you know, that's not my blog. Well that's not how I'm going to, yeah. how I'm going to do it. And not to sound like, you know, I'm better than anyone or anything like that, but it's more just about being true to your heart and your own passion and what you believe yeah. in and not and what anyone know, else is doing. Totally, totally. And it's, oh, this goes in so many different ways because, you know, you need it's the same with everything. Let's face it. Nearly everything's been done before. There's people doing exactly the thing that you want to do and they're kicking ass at it. But does that mean that there's no room for you? Definitely. Absolutely not. You know, we live in such an abundant world and there is seven point something, something billion people on the planet. Um, Someone needs your flavor. So I know for me, you know, I can read things, take personal development for example. Like I read usually a book a week. And so I can read one of those and kind of, you know, there's something about the person that doesn't really resonate with me on a soul level. And then I can read another book and it'll essentially say something very similar to what the other book said, but there's something about the way that person presents it and the way that they communicate with me that's relevant to me that makes me hear that and implement that better. And so you could be that person for someone and you don't know who that is. And so pay attention to, like, I know with my life many times, you know, I get told different things. I'm like, yeah, 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 but it might not be the right time or the right place or something like that. And then you could get someone at that perfect time and make such a beautiful impact on their lives. So there's plenty of space for everyone. I mean, I had the same thing when, when I started my podcast. So I'm about, I have a podcast called Her Empire Builder that's about 60 episodes in. And when I started that, you know, I had people say to me, oh my gosh, there's so many podcasts in the world. Why would you do another podcast? Mm. Podcasting (laughs) is amazing. And everyone listens, you know, people that listen to podcasts usually listen to like three to five podcasts, but people change it up. It's like radio stations. Um, So, you know, you want to be the right flavor to someone. Don't let that other people are doing things that you want to do turn you off. Like, 
the other night I, I went and listened to Marie Forleo when she was on her book launch and she mentioned this and she said, you know, when Oprah came to the scene, Dr. Phil was already there doing what she wanted to do. Imagine if Oprah said he's already doing that, so I won't. We'd never have Oprah. You don't know what you're capable of, so just go for it. That's right. That's such a valuable lesson and it's very easy to forget that. I'd like to talk now about some of your online courses because the focus of your courses are, and it's really relevant to what we're just talking about, to help others unlock their potential. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your online courses and what what are the benefits and people can get from those? Yeah, so I have a few different ones. So I've got online group coaching, um, which is mainly for people with service-based businesses. Um, so that's all things like local area marketing, how to cash flow forecast, how to plan, systemize, like all of the really fun stuff in business. Yes. <laughs> but the essential stuff that we kind of need to know that a lot of the time when you're working on business and you're wondering why it's not growing so fast and more importantly, why the bottom line is not as high as what it should be because, you know, one of my favorite sayings is revenue is for vanity, profit is for sanity. There's a lot of people trying to focus on increasing their sales without actually focusing on their profit of what's left at the end of the day. Um, So I'm very much, you know, all of my trainings all operate around having a really kick-ass business and a really good life at the same time, because I don't think that you need to trade your life in for a successful business. Um, So that's kind of my group coaching program. And there's a wonderful group of women there and we all jump on kind of a couple of times a month um, to do all of that. Then I have um, like a pure online course, which is called Laptop Life, which is just for people that want to create their own online course, Um, which I love because, you know, I've already mentioned before, Starting the online course world for me has been one of the greatest revelations of my life in terms of how much fun you can have in business and how much impact you can have for a lot less output than a lot of other business models. Um, And I think, you know, like the old saying used to be, everyone has a book in them. I think everyone has an online course in them. Everyone has some sort of expertise that they could package and then help someone else's life by giving that to them. Um, So that's a course to take that's got no live component. It's just a a self-paced course that you go into. You can complete it kind of there's eight modules and it'll take you from idea to when your course is actually live and launched. Um, And we started that last year and we've had some amazing courses launch, um, which has been really fun. And yeah, so that's a really great thing to do. And then I have Her Empire Builder, which is more of like a mastermind um, for online course providers who are all also like thought leaders in their industry. So they're doing speaking, they're doing podcasting, they're publishing books and online courses in that whole sort of sort of empire building package. Fantastic. So there's definitely yeah. something there for everyone, no matter where they're at or what, you know, where, where yeah. they're feeling like they need some help and guidance. So Yeah, there's, there's the different awesome. stages as you're going up. As a, a strong female leader in your space, and someone who's highly, I think, very, yeah, I think very dynamic and, and motivated. Uh, what does that mean to you now as a 35-year-old woman? How does, yeah, what does that mean to you and how does that make you feel? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really stop to think about that very often. A lot question. of, a lot of uh, ladies, when I ask them that, they kind of go, oh, okay, let me think about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the first time that kind of, got in my face was I got the Telstra Young Businesswoman of the Year in 2014. Um, and that was kind of the first time that I went, oh, I've done, I've done good here. Like, mm-hmm. like this is, this is good. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the leadership space and being able to do that. I guess what it means to me mostly is coming, circling back to what I said about Instagram and not being one of the cool kids is I think, you know, it's easy for people to think that they can be what they can see. And so for me, I go, you know, I'm 35 years old. I have a wonderful marriage, really awesome kids, a great business, a beautiful life. I travel well, all of those things. And I don't say that to brag. I say that because I want other people to know it's possible. And that's really important to me because I think you know, it wasn't that long ago that 
you know, people were saying, well, if you want to be, if you want to be a woman and run a really great business, you're not going to be as present as a mother, or you're not going to, you know, the, the rate of, I went to this, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here because your question threw me a little, but (laughs) but there was, there was a conference that I went to, um, that was this amazing conference. And it took 10 women from 20 countries around the world that had been identified as like leading women in their space. So like golden ticket of an invitation to get to. And so I was super psyched to go there, went there, started having conversations with all of these amazing women whose businesses were light years ahead of mine, like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars um, businesses and talking to all of them. And the thing that stood out for me the most was the rate of divorce. Nearly all of them had said to me, be careful, honey, because if you give everything to this business, you'll have nothing else. And that really kind of struck me in going, you know, we we do go headfirst into here and, and kind of, you know, ambition is not a dirty word. I love being ambitious. I love being driven. I'm very motivated, um, but never at the expense of, of my good friendships, never at the expense of my marriage, never at the expense of my kids. Um, and so I think that's, that's really important. And that's the message that I kind of want to convey is we don't need to be grinding every day and sacrificing everything you can do both. Yeah. It may take a little bit longer. Um, but you'll have a much bigger smile on your face mm. at the end of it. <laughs> and it's okay to realise that you can take a break and you have yeah. to take a break to appreciate just exactly, you know, the beautiful life that you do have and, and feel yeah. that gratitude for everything. So Totally, yeah. And, I mean, we're in such a hurry. Like I know, you know, if I think of when I started my business when, you know, I was just out of my teens, I was in such a hurry to to prove myself, to prove that I could, to create something amazing. And, you know, one of my fabulous mentors is Wendy McCarthy and she's, you know, nearly 80 um, and she's been a pioneer in, in Australian women's movement and she's the most incredible woman. And I talked to her once and she said to me, like, just you've got time. All the things that you want to do, you have time. Like if we're, if we're lucky and most of us will be, we're going to live these really long, beautiful lives. I mean, average age now is, you know, we're going to last as women, eighties, nineties, maybe even to a hundred. There's no need to be in such a rush and sacrifice everything. Like if you want to do oh, whatever it is you want to do, you know, there's, there's time for it. We can, we can change, we can do different things. I mean, when we decided to take our trip around the world, I just sold my business. Opportunities were flying in. I was getting requests for big speaking engagements, for corporate consulting, for all of these things. And I was like, you know what, if I go now, I'm going to lose all of this opportunity. Um, but I didn't want to lose the opportunity to to be able to take that trip and to be able to really immerse with my family and, and kind of experience that. And so, so we said no to all of that and we went on the trip and then came back. And of course, all that opportunity is still there. It didn't go anywhere. I mean, we went for nine months. No one barely noticed <laughs> that we would disappear <laughs> for that long. So, you know, we can be in such a hurry to, to get everything, but there's, there's plenty of time. And I think that comes back to that, how we were speaking about that self-pressure that a lot of yeah. us do put on ourselves. And yeah, um, I know. And most of it is internal. It is definitely. And it's keeping a sense of realism about all of that and yeah, making yeah. sure you're, you're not pushing yourself too far. Yeah. Too fast. I mean, it sounds so cliched, but you've got to be kind to you. Absolutely. It's And, and I think that's the first thing that goes you know, gets put on the back burner is, Mm. oh no, I'll just finish these emails rather than go for a walk or do some yoga or I'll just quickly, you know, I need to meet this deadline. So I need to, I'll just do this instead of yeah, whatever that self-care for the day is. So really important just to, to keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. What's in store for the rest of 2019? You've got your book launch coming up. Yeah, it's all about book launch. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is something I've never done before. So I've always wanted to write a book. It's taken me a really long time to do it, (laughs) but you know, I got the time and space to be able to do that. And so, yeah, we're about to leave on, um, 
Seven City tour and go around there and, you know, some beautiful TV appearances and lots of media and, and speaking everywhere and doing all of that. So it's going to be quite a, quite a fun whirlwind to finish out the year. That's so exciting. Where will you be visiting? Oh, where will I be? I'll be going Sydney, Melbourne, Launceston, Gladstone, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Central Coast, Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. I like to ask um, all of my guests this next question and it's, yeah. what are you doing right now, whether it's personal or professional, that lives the definition of Be The Girl podcast, which is basically be the girl who decided to go for it? <laughs> Putting my book out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is one of the scariest things. And, you know, I've mentioned already I'm quite an avid reader and I don't think I've ever really you know, when I read a book, pick up a book and you read it and you kind of, you know, you judge it and you might like it, you might not like it, but you never really think about the human who put their entire heart and soul and everything into this. And so it's kind of, um, yeah, it's really vulnerable and scary knowing that, you know, some people are just going to flippantly go, well, that's a piece of shit. (laughs) And then other people are going to go, oh my gosh, that book changed my life. That's incredible. Um, And, you know, being able to, to deal with both of those, both of those kind of flip sides and, and how that will feel. I mean, I'm going straight after I get off this, this interview here, I'm going to my first book signing and that's going to it kind of freaks me out in going, okay, so people are going to get that and read it and it's all going to be out there. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's the first time in a long time that I've felt completely into something new and out of my comfort zone, which is exciting. It's yeah. again, it's saying, you know, once it's out there, it's out there, but yeah, <laughs> that, that feeling of excitement and renewed energy yeah. and being it's able good to fun. help people, it's what it's all about. Yeah, totally. Amazing. Well, good luck with everything in your exciting book tour. I'm sure it's all yeah. Gonna, thanks, Haley. Thanks gonna so much. It's going to be fabulous. I can't wait to to read your book. Yeah, it's yeah. On, there's a copy on its way to you actually. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! I can't wait to start. Thank you so much for for making the time for coming on today and sharing. Thank you. So much gold. There's so much good stuff in there, and yeah, thank you again. Thanks, Haley. Wonderful. Have a fantastic day, Tina. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. How amazing is Tina? I was so inspired by our chat and cannot wait to get my hands on her book, One Life, available now at Booktopia. For more on Tina, head to her website, tinatower.com and follow Tina on Instagram at tina underscore tower. I really hope that you have found value in today's episode. Tina's down-to-earth, keeping-it-real approach and outlook resonated with me so, so much. Let me know your thoughts and what you found the most inspiring from today's episode in the comments. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon on the next episode of Be The Girl podcast.